episode 270 the man is here and uh he's i know you're you're a hundred dollars richer i'm even right now and jr is up 100 bucks so everybody's happy except for you so look at how small his copy is today he had to jr do you know that he's for the next two months he's gonna have to get small coffees instead of extra large that's yep. how he. Right. That's how he justifies in his head yep. that he's going to save. Uh, Lost a hundred bucks to Jr. Just going to have to sacrifice it in the old coffees. <laughs> so <laughs> that's unbelievable. Well, hey, it was. Um, it was pretty. It was a pretty great, great series. I, regardless of who won, I thought it was an awesome series to watch. The real question is, because Craig and I talked about this yesterday, they have what a two, three-year window to win there. And I mean, I know we've talked about McDavid uh, last year. Is he ever going to win a cup in Edmonton? And I mean, Craig doesn't seem to think that he's that pissed off. I have to imagine this guy is absolutely livid um, Livid. with this season, regardless of the statistics that he just put up. He's livid. I think because uh, I think just like we thought it might be their year, you know that they were thinking in that locker room that it's their year. With the years that uh, that that Connor had, Tricidal had, uh, um, Hyman had, uh, Nugent Hopkins had, getting Eckholm on the team, having the defense that they have, you know, more confidence in their goaltending. But I will tell you this, and you, and I think, I think it's pretty, um, I think it's pretty understood in the locker rooms. You can't win, you can't win a Stanley Cup or a series without scoring five on five. You can't just rely on power plays to win a series, and. And this Edmonton team was just a power play specialist team, but five on five, they they just couldn't get it done. What ha- anything happening there? Coach change? Are they ha- Are they okay? Are they no? Not- no. I think they love mm-hmm. the coach there. Yeah, okay, yeah, right, they I, do. I, they really do. Yeah, they really do. And I think he did a. I think he did an awesome job again this year. Again, it's just these these certain guys have, and, and same things happen in Toronto. The, the 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 guys that they need dry up in the most important times, right? What are they going to do there? So I think I think they got to get rid of uh, one of the, one of the four. Obviously, you can't get rid of Tavares with um, contract wise, but okay. um, so now you're down to three. So for me, if it were me, which one are you trading? Well, due process I'm, of elimination. Which ones can't you get rid of? Can you get rid of Mitch Marner? Uh, yeah, you can get rid of Mitch Marner. You can get rid of Mitch Marmon if you can get rid of Nylander. But I don't think you want to get rid of Nylander. Nylander was the only one that really put up any 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 goals. And he was he was he was great all playoffs. Mitch Marner with his contract, I would get rid of Mitch Marner. Why would it's you get rid of a Toronto boy before an Arizona boy? In Toronto. Because because you have an because you have an Arizona boy who has one year left in his contract. Are you going to trade him with one year, or are you going to are you going to see what happens with him? I don't. I, you know, what do you, you know, think? What you, What would you do if you were Austin Matthews? Um, if I was Austin Matthews, I would test the market for sure. I would test the market. Um, but he says he's he says he's up for uh, resigning in in Toronto. Of course, now, he's going to say he, that. Is he, is he saying that? Is he saying that to stay? You know, to stay politically correct and stay in the good graces of Toronto fans. Well, even if he says, I'm not sure I'm going to wait. I mean, that's going to create an uproar. So, I mean, the only way for him to, 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 to stay in good graces is to say what he said. But do you think that 
that he's staying? Do you think that's honest what he's saying? He does love Toronto, but but I don't know. But it's such a difficult place to play when you can't when you don't win. And and the pressure on him is is so immense and more than any other city. And you know what? It's it's at times it's got to get it's got to get it's got to get um aggravating. It's got to get aggravating that, you know, because I, I think he try. I mean, you know, he tries. But what is it? What is it about Marner and 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 Matthews that when it's the biggest games, that, that just nothing they don't score, and it's it's been consistent. Right now, for not right now, it's like how, what what is it going to take to win? Like, who are the people that are going to get us to that next spot? Is Marner and Matthews the guys? They haven't shown it yet, right? Uh, Tavares had a great season, but fell apart, you know, in the, in the second in the second round. The only guy that the only guy that showed up and was consistent was Nylander in the second round. Can I explain to you what what kind of situation Toronto's in right now? So I read an article this morning about Kyle Dubas, and they were asking him, obviously, in his uh, end of the year with with the media that uh he was pretty pretty emotional looked like he was going to come to tears a few times he's an emotional guy right he's done a really good job i think he's done a really nice job with this team here's here's when they asked have you talked to Shanahan have you talked to the um uh, the Maple Leafs about coming back he basically said i don't know if i want to come back hmm. thought that was really interesting right like this is about him doing what he's had to do for many years, putting the team together that is capable of winning Stanley Cup and these guys coming up short. And I, I want you to understand what I mean by, I don't know if he wants to re-sign. So right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs um, do not have their own first round this year. Okay, They have Boston's first round. They don't have a second. They don't have a third. And they don't have a fourth. And they don't have a seventh. In year 2024, they have a first no second, and they don't have a first and 25 or a second and 25 or a fourth and 25. So this, everything is depleted, okay? They do not have any stud um, hockey players, no prospects that are chomping at the bit besides the Nye's kid, okay, who just came out of college. So their draft and their prospects pool is basically very low. Then you come to, you have to sign Austin Matthews. He has one more year on his deal and William Nylander. My question to you is, you're probably going to have a pretty good idea of what you're going to have to pay Matthews. It's going to be about 12 and a half, maybe $13 million a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you have to pay William Nylander? Who just came off two seasons of last year, he had 80 points and in, in 35 goals. This year, he had 40 goals and 87 points. So what are you paying a $7 million William Nylander right now? What are you paying him to re-sign him? You're paying him 10, nine and okay. a half, 10. Okay. Now you still have John Tavares on, on two more years at 11, and you have Mitch Marner two more years at 10.9. You still have to sign. Kierfoot is unrestricted. O'Reilly's unrestricted. David Kemp's unrestricted. Nola Chari's unrestricted. Michael Bunting is unrestricted. Wayne Simmons and Zach Austin Reese are unrestricted. Justin Hall's unrestricted. Luke Shen and Gustafson. And 
They have a they have a Matt Murray making four point seven million dollars, and they have to re-sign Samsonov. Is there an is there a team in the NHL right now that is in a worse position? No, no, that just made that literally just almost made me sick. It, it made my stomach turn just listening to that whole scenario. That is that is absolutely incredible, and that I totally get why Duba said I. I've done so much for this team. I built this team so well and we still couldn't do it. And I'm still getting shit. And now I have to go do with this. Fuck that. They depleted. He is depleted. Now I'm not saying he depleted. He went and did all of these things over the years, bringing Jake McCabe, Luke Shen going after, you know, uh, a, a year ago, uh, Giordano, the Gustafson, he changed. Did he signed Matthews Matt to that contract. Yes. That was his first thing. Okay, well, you know what? That's on him. He gave him a deal that took him to UFA at fucking 26. That was maybe one of the first times we'd seen that done with a big-time young prospect. Like like McDavid signed the eight-year. Why did McDavid sign an eight-year? Why did Eichel sign an eight-year? Why do these guys sign eight-year deals on their second term? So you don't run into circumstances like this so that when a guy goes from being an $11.6 million player to a $13.5 million player, you're not stuck in this scenario. That was a stupid move. I'll tell you where he's not going, JR, as a free agent. Arizona. Arizona Coyotes. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I'm just saying that takes one of the teams off of the free agent agent market for them, um, which is absolutely spectacular. It's it's un- Believable to me that that city rejected an, a new arena for that team again. Why though? Why? Why are you surprised with that? Um, what year did Arizona did, come into the league? What year did they 90, come into 90, the league? 96, 96. So, how so much money played. do you think that organization has lost since ninety six to now two thousand twenty three? Yeah, they started losing money, though, in 2002 when they moved to the new building way out that they built. And mm-hmm. they didn't need a, they didn't need approval out there because they owned the land and it was all farmland at the time. Um, it just so happened that they started losing money because they they were poorly run. They put them in a place that there wasn't a big, lot of fans and people didn't want to drive all the way out there for the game. And it's, it's just it's just bad. It's bad management. Bad management where you put the building. It's bad management with the team that, that that you put on on the ice. It's bad management where you don't want to spend money. And now you have an owner who has no clue about hockey. And the only reason why he bought this team was for developing a big sports and entertainment venue, not for the love of the game. And you guys know as well as I do, to be a great owner, you have to love the game. And when you love the game, you put the money into the team. And now that that the residents and, and I do think that they were planning to build this arena and the owner was and I'm just guessing here because I don't know and I don't want to I don't want to blame him. But I don't think that the owner was putting in enough of his own money and they were relying more on the residents of of to of um, Tempe to flip the bill. And it happened here in San Diego with the football team. When you do that and you and you put a new building on the residence, some people are like, you know what? 
we, our money is more important to us. We need it more than what, than we need a hockey team or here, like they did with the chargers. They, they voted a stadium down to keep the chargers, a football NFL football team here in San Diego. And you know what? They lost the team because of it. And now Arizona is going to lose a hockey team because well, of you it. know what? Yeah. Is this the final straw? Oh, for sure. Like hundred percent. Well, they don't number, have any number one. Have any other option? Number one, number one, they don't have another option. Yeah. The only option that they have right now is that they could try to go back into America, where what was once the America West Arena, right, where, where the where the Suns play. I don't know what it's called now. Um, is that the one right downtown? Could, yeah, that's the one that we played in back in the in, when we first got to Phoenix in '96. But the whole the whole left side of the building is you can't see the arena. It's it's made for basketball. So you lose 4,500 seats of. So how many do of, you have? How many do you have? Probably you have, you probably, well, it seats 16, 16, five. And that coyotes building. don't need more than a 12,000 seat arena. No offense. Well, I get it. I get it. But still, you're not going to make money. You're not going to make money in this, in this day and age of, of hockey. But if they can move the team there and get 12,000 people consistently and get a good team, then, you know, uh, then get them out of there. I mean, like the the, how quickly can this be turned over? Meaning if they had an opportunity to go to another city, how how quickly can that can a team move? Like, can can we see how can we see another team in the NHL next year? How fast did the Jets go to Phoenix? That's a good question. Uh, would it happen yeah. immediately, like, like the next um, year sort of thing? I, I think if it was the next year, yeah. But now you're talking about three months, four months. I mean, this Arizona team can't move to Houston in three months. There's no way. Why not? I mean, logistics. You could have to. <laughs> you'd have to have you know the the ice surface and the building, making sure that they can do that. You have to. I mean, how about selling tickets? How about um, uh, logistics-wise of, um, of of your whole your whole team? You're just going to sh- move a team, but I mean, look what look what the look what happened in football with the Baltimore the Baltimore Colts. They they literally packed the trucks in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night, and moved from Baltimore to Indianapolis. <laughs> Remember that back. 30 years ago or whatever they did, they literally packed the trucks up at night and snuck out of the city in the middle of the night and started in Indianapolis. So maybe you can do it, but it's a, it's gotta be a logistical nightmare. Don't you think? That's not I mean, going to happen. They'll do one more year out of you're in a night. You're in a nightmare now though, JR, like you're in a nightmare. This team has lost a significant amount of money for well over 20, 25 years. The amount of money that's been lost, they are the black hole of the NHL. 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. So I, you ask yourself, why are they still there? Why are they, Why is Gary Bettman still fighting after 20 years of just being in a terrible situation? You have an NHL hockey team right now playing in a 5,000-seat uh, arena for, you know, Arizona State hockey. It, it's just it's mind boggling. Yeah. It's embarrassing and, to the league. And the That's league and, and the league and the league is carrying them again. So you have twenty you have thirty one teams carrying that team again. I mean the owners cannot be happy with that situation. They can't be. 
Gary Bettman has got to be at at wit's end. And I think this is the straw that broke the camel's back. This is like, why, why can't you move that team to Quebec? They have an arena that was built for an NHL hockey team. That team, that team, if they move there, it would take a month before them uh, before because, they had you know why? all those because season Gary tickets. Bettman is is now now granted the the business aspects of it. I mean, I I I can't get into the ins and outs, but apparently Gary Bettman was unhappy with how Quebec went about that. They built the rink and almost tried to. But you know what? At some point, much some, like that, you're right, black you're right. by uh, Jim Ball Silly. Yeah. Who was it, talking it, it about was Hamilton. with Pittsburgh? Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton. Buying Hamilton. all these teams or built having a team, and you're not going to deny me because I have all this money, you know? And then they didn't, they yeah, don't like being point... steamrolled. They like everything being kind of like, you know, they want people kissing their feet. Yeah, but at some point, for the for the sake of 31 other teams and a National Hockey League, Gary Bettman has got to eat crow. Gary Bettman at some point has to put his his ego aside he has to put his um you know everything he says aside and do what's best for the other 31 teams and even though it, even though it is moving a team and maybe the franchise fees come down a little bit and you lose a franchise fee of a Quebec it's 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 healthier for the league to do it and Gary's just he's got to eat crow but we one. we we talk to we talk like Gary's God. Gary's not oh, he. Gary's yeah, a puppet. Gary, Gary's the no, puppet. Gary, I mean, Gary. Gary there's Gary, the Gary's there's a the, god. Gary's a god. Gary's a god in the NHL. He's listen, a god in there's the, the, NHL. the Knights of the Round Table behind the scenes that we don't. So, but do you not well, think that they are the ones that are making the decision? Do you not think that they are the ones that are going to Gary and say, "Okay, Gary, it's it's time here. It's time to move on from this 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 franchise." Well, there's a few there's a few owners that have his ear. The few owners that have his ear, right? They got the Chicago yes. Blackhawks, the Chicago Blackhawks, the Washington Capitals, the Boston Bruins, Boston Bruins, and the New York Rangers. Okay, those are the top. Those are so these are the these are the most influential owners that literally um, have the most effect on what Gary does. And those owners have to be like Gary. This is enough. Like we've carried this team phoenix for the longest time we have to do we have we got to we got to move on we got to move them i mean they're they're smart men you, you, you can't, can't even they, can't. we hear talking about expansion you can't expand until you move and stabilize the rest of the league i think that's a great point but do you sacrifice quebec for that or houston for that like who do you who do you what what which which look we here's the question what, where's the bigger city? advertising dollars I mean you know when it comes to corporate sponsorships locally right like yeah, it's but you're, not, talk, you're talking about Canadian money to American money too right so I mean you're talking about Quebec City to Houston yeah Houston correct you know it's right? like the reason why Quebec doesn't have a team in the first place is because you know. There's, they're just in my, from what I'm understanding is that there is not enough corporate dollars locally to be buying all those suites and spending the kind of dollars that the league is going to be demanding. I mean, it's a, it's, they're in, they're, they're in a tough situation with, with the Coyotes. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. And tough. the Canadian dollar, as you mentioned. Yeah. I mean, this, you know, you have now what happens? Does, because you you know the Fertitas, the Fertitas want a hockey team 
in Houston. They have a building that can support it. They have an own. They could have an owner that is extremely wealthy, um, that loves sports. So it's going to be interesting to see what the owner of the Coyotes decides to do with Gary. I mean, he just might sell it. So I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know how what he was thinking when he bought the team, or whether he cared about hockey, or whether he just cared about his his vision, right? So you know what, man? Here's another option: fold them, fold them, and fold one other team, and boom! Now you're back to thirty. You got two less anchors on the old. What would be the other team that you would fold? Anaheim. Oh, no. You're not killing me on that one now, are you, Riv? Mm, well, that's that was that's kind of a good one. Um, <laughs> what did you think I was going to say, like Columbus or Florida? Well, You're going to be like, Florida's well, in the well, conference but, fucking finals. Yeah, yeah, but, Carolina, right. no. yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but next year, no matter where Florida goes in this playoffs, next year, they're going to go back to 11,000 fans. No, 11,000 every night. It's one of the worst. That's a lot. I don't know about that. It's one of the I don't worst. Know about that. It's, one, it's one of the worst attended attended stadiums in in hockey. Yeah, and they got Carolina and the Florida Panthers in the like. If you look at it, the, the NHL's got an it's it's kind of an ugly look financially. They've got the two worst teams when it comes to HRR playing in the Eastern Conference Finals, where your biggest markets are, and then you have. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes absolutely just getting dummied around. I mean, it's not yeah, good... NHL's got some issues. NHL's got some issues right now. I mean, they do have, I mean, Vegas right now is their saving grace. <laughs> they are. I mean, they're one of the most popular teams in the league. They are the most entertaining city to play in and see, go see. Most entertaining building to watch a game in. But are they selling tickets? Are they selling people on television to watch? Is Dallas selling tickets to watch? Is Florida's not? Carolina's not? You know, I mean, you're looking at a Stanley Cup that could be one of the one of the least viewed Stanley Cups in twenty years. Could be since Carolina Oilers. Do you know who had the best <laughs> attendance this year in the league? Who what? Who, who would you guess? Give me best your top attendance? five. Give me your top five best attendance in the league. Boston. Boston's number three. Toronto. Negative. Ooh. Rangers. Negative. Mm. Columbus. Negative. Wow. Uh, St. Louis. Edmonton. Negative, negative. Really? Holy shit. Uh, Islanders? Tampa. Negative. negative. Tampa. <laughs> what the you guys, fuck, are, doing, you guys are doing great right now. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's pretty bad if that's the case. So I guess I guess, Kings? I, I, Kings? I guess I have to, to let you guys know it, it's Minnesota. more percentage of the capacity. Oh, so, oh, oh, that's a completely different. Like, for an example, I'll give you an example. The number one team in the league is uh, Vegas Golden Knights at 17,500. Okay, so their building's not as big as uh, the Montreal Canadiens that has a 21,273, right? 
the building capacity was 103% in Vegas. They packed every single game. The Minnesota Wild, 102.8. Their building capacity was 17,954. The Boston Bruins. The next one was the Nashville Predators. 17,113 attendance or uh, capacity. They packed the building 100 and 100.5. Hockey in Nashville's taken off, boys. Oh, it's great. And number, there. It's and number five was Colorado. Number five right. was Colorado. Uh, right. And do they love going to games or do they love watching? Because that's great, but they have to love watching too. And yeah, that's the kicker. So, well, I think Nashville's built a fan base there over the course of yeah. years, yeah. and they've been very competitive for years. Colorado Avalanche is a team that has built a winner. They're a winning organization now, and they love hockey there. Yeah, they built the culture. They built and winning winning breeds breeds, you know, fans, right? So they have won. I mean, look, those teams that Colorado had in the in the nineties and early two thousands was unbelievable with Sackick and Forsberg and Foot and Kamensky and I mean you could just go down the line, Drury. Um, they won championships and but you know, the other teams, Nashville is an amazing they they have built a great marketing team in Nashville. They to watch a game in that building is exciting. They play good music. They 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 have uh they have thick they get the fans in it and I don't know if you ever seen it. You know they start yelling at the goaltender, it's all your fault. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they get a big in, country in Vegas, singer to come in and sing yeah, the anthem. A big country singer yeah. in Vegas, it's a it's one big nightclub. They play the best music. They have shows on the ice. The team is fun to watch. It's an energy-filled arena for two and a half hours. So give and me the top, Give me the bottom five in the league. These are the, so we're working off the percentage of capacity. Okay, it's Florida, Carolina. Florida is number four worst. Carolina, Carolina, no. Anaheim. Oh no, Anaheim. Carolina. Well, they're a good team. Anaheim is number five. Florida's number four. I would have to say San Jose is has dropped off the off the map. San Jose is number one, Jr. And I'm going to tell you this: you remember when we played there? It's it's unfathomable to me to even think that insane fan base. They insane. were awesome. They were awesome, man. I mean, they we packed every single night we played. Our fans in San Jose were through the roof. And now and every every the- fan had shirts. Every fan had a shirt. Every yep. fan had a jersey on. Everything was just insane. That makes me sad, man. So you have number one, San Jose. Florida's number four. Anaheim's number five. New Jersey? Negative. Islanders? No. Negative. Who? Who is it? You're killing me here. Petey? Chicago. Uh, Buffalo? Like, I want to smack you right now. Like, obviously, obviously, Buffalo. They had, like, some games that looked like they had, like, 5,000 people in the States. Yeah, yeah. Buffalo was number two. Hey, Buffalo man, sometimes, was you're too, sometimes you're just too close to the forest to see the trees. Yeah, right. <laughs> and Chicago Blackhawks, gentlemen. Yeah, Chicago, Chicago. Blackhawks. Chicago Blackhawks was still averaging uh, 17,000 fans a game. Their building's 20,500. So, um, 
Well, they just they just they just got one of the biggest boosts of season ticket sales in since in fifteen years. You know, so, or thirteen. So who's years. moving on here, Jr.? We got the conference finals coming up. Who do you have, Florida, Carolina? Are you going to continue to ride the Florida train, or does it come to an end here? No, I think Florida wins again. Get I, out! It's, it's, yeah, I think Florida wins again. I, I listen. They've defied the odds of two series, and they they just literally just just dissipated the Toronto Maple Leafs, which everybody thought would were going to walk through that series. Um, their goaltender is on fire. You have you you have their core players are playing out of their mind. By the way, they've won two series, and have you seen anything from? Uh, from um, their their big stud there, what's no, his name? No, I haven't. Barkov. Barkov. You haven't even heard his name. Nothing. And they're winning. Then they're winning with Verhage. They're winning with Bennett. They're winning with Kachuk. They're winning with you know team Montour. 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 It was. I've always loved this kid Montour since he played in Anaheim. I said I said he was one of the best guys to get out of a out of the trade deadline a few years back. And he's playing out of his mind. I just think you guys see when a team is is riding the the, the high. You know you have to get on the best stretch for two months, and everybody's got to be in. And the only team that I see doing that right now is the Florida Panthers. Florida is the one team that is that has shown me the the most consistent game in game out compete. Um, it's just it's 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 crazy to me. I mean, Carolina, Carolina disposed of New Jersey pretty easily without having Terabine and and, mm-hmm. and Shmestikov or whatever his name is. But you know, we'll see. Who's coming know. out of the other side? Well, I picked Dallas to win the cup, so I got to say Dallas. Right? Is so, that because uh, you didn't think Vegas would be where they are? I mean, does does your now that you picked them, you got to say them. But do you think it's not a certainty based? No, on who I, no, I I like Vegas from the start, but I had to pick one team, and I didn't think you know I was in the beginning. I didn't know whether Vegas would would get by Edmonton until I watched them play the first round. So, um, yeah, I I just think you know Dallas, Dallas has got to be more consistent, but they're playing some good hockey, man. They're, they are, and if Ottinger if Ottinger can tighten it up a little bit, he's had good game, bad game, good game, bad game. He needs he can't have bad games anymore. So, um, I, this is the this is the best I've seen Sagan play in years. It's the best I've seen Ben play in years. Um, Do you, you think know, the have, pressure my, is off Ben? Like I I I just I find Sagan and uh jamie ben they've been the face of the dallas stars for many years they get paid an ungodly amount of money for what they do like sagan made what 9.75 this year and jamie ben was 9.25 they're nowhere near they're nowhere near that that type of uh, player but you know what they are is they're the second level they're the second mm-hmm. level of player in the team the guys who run the team right now are rupe hints and and jason uh robertson robertson yep Mm-hmm. Right. These guys are the studs. These guys are the number one line that is is made up with uh, Joe Pavelski, who's like, I don't know, defying the odds of uh, being 38 years old and still shredding it. But Jamie Benn and, and, and um, 
And Taylor Sagan don't have to be the guys anymore. You look at Jamie Ben, he plays the game the right way. He's not worried mm-hmm. just about scoring goals and having to produce points. He plays, he plays like a uh he plays like a, a like a Matthew Kachuk in the sense that he's very physical. He's in he's in the um the grind game, you know, mm-hmm. physicalness. Uh any anybody takes liberties on the on players on the team, he's the one who's reacting. Like he's playing a lot of he's got a lot of different hats, you know. Yeah, um, I think there's, you know, that, there's, 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 there's go ahead. There is something to be said about uh not having that pressure to be the guy. And some people react better to that. And I think Sagan and Ben are exactly what you're saying, Riff. I think it's a great point. You know who deserves a lot of credit for the Dallas Stars? We Remember a few years ago, Jim Nill just came out and absolutely shredded, shredded Jim the players? Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 This guy's done it all. And yeah. he's, he's, he's stuck with those guys while also bringing in good young talent, signing some guys to good contracts. You know, I mean, he's changing coaches to make sure that he like he's not afraid to make changes i mean he's shown that you know you you can't be successful without constantly turning over your roster i mean he's brought in some unbelievable pickups like just look at the max domi pickup yeah Yeah, max big pickup big pickup great he's been great in the playoffs been great playoff Um, type player right yevgeny dananoff you know, yeah. four goals, nine points in 13 games. He's a plus six. This is a veteran guy that can score goals. He knows how to, he's, yeah. he's, he's a competitor. Just like Max. How good, how good was, how good was that goal by that young kid in, in game seven, that backhand? Yeah. I mean, Wyatt uh, Johnson. Johnson, Wyatt Johnson. And they, yep. they got young kids doing that. That was that Johnson's fourth goal of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they got guys doing things that are extraordinary and at the right time. Yeah. I mean, and I'm again, you know, what's awesome about Dallas is I, is I, I think the goaltender has been solid, but not great. I think the team in general has played well. Rupe Hintz, Max Domi, Joe Pavelski's got eight goals in eight games. Are you kidding me? Um, then you've got the Jamie Benz, the, the Sagans, the Dandenoffs, Jason Robertson, who's a four, high forties goal scorer this year has two goals in 13 games. Snake, snake bit. And and the funny thing is, the guy's in a situation that he's going to the third round, and he's like, "Yeah, the pressure ha- was not on me. I have players around me that are taking pressure away from me. They're not talking to Jason Robertson, going, "Why are you snake bitten? Why are you not doing this? The team's not winning because you're not scoring goals. This team is a lot stronger than just one guy, and that's mm-hmm. what's awesome about Dallas." Well, yeah, let's let's uh, get this though. You're, these guys are sitting on the team saying what? It'd be nice. It'd make it a lot easier this next round if he fucking showed up, though. Listen, well, I mean, he, he, he's going to have to in order for them to win. He's going to have. He's gonna Eventually, have to. he's going to have to turn the light switch on. But that's going to be a great series, man. I mean, that is a matchup. That's a fifty-fifty call. Literally, that's a fifty-fifty call between Vegas and and they both of them are are very full with with talented scores. Defense is good, and goaltending I think goes to Dallas because I don't know wow. how much Hill can can take because you know with the you know Boslaz out, they do have others other goaltenders in the back, but I mean. 
if if you're going to give an edge to any team, it's going to be it's going to be Dallas because of the goaltender. No, am I wrong? No, you're not you're, wrong. You're not wrong. Yesterday, I agree with you. I agree with you completely. But but it's going to be so much more of an entertaining series than than Carolina, Florida. Well, it's and funny you say that because I said to Riv yesterday, like I I think this series has potential to get nasty. Sure, or really mm. nasty. No, you don't think well, so. I, I, thought, I, 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 I thought I thought I thought Vegas Edmonton got nasty. It did get nasty. Yeah, yep. So it's it. it you know, Vegas can do it now. Can can Dallas do it, or can Dallas get nasty like that? You, you know, Rib just said it's the one guy that does it, it's Jamie Ben, but who else who else does it? I mean, Robertson is pretty feisty. There's no question. Marchment's feisty. You know, so maybe maybe Max Domi's feisty. Max Domi's feisty, yep. Who they have on defense. Mason Marchment's feisty. Yeah, Mason Marchment, yep. The big the, uh, the big kid on yeah, Hakapaw is a big, big physical uh fin. Um plays uh, plays a tough brand so you know jamie ben is is the guy who's going to lead that charge if shit hits the fan then you're going to have jamie ben who's one of the tougher guys in the league um he's he's going to be with the one driving the ship but uh this is going to be a hell of a series you're you got the number awesome one series. team in the western conference in the vegas golden knights and you have the number two team in the western conference in dallas yeah. stars i mean you know who else is a prick to play against one of the dirtiest players awesome. i've heard ryan Suter. Nah. I heard someone say that he's one of the dirtiest players that they like they there was a quote somewhere that Ryan Suter, not dirty, like just like sneaky, kind of like slashy behind yeah, the choppy. scenes. Yeah. Choppy. Yeah. I can see that. I can see that. He's got his he's got his he got it has his dad's and his uncle's mentality for sure. Um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be an awesome series, man. It, it were you really on the team? In. Were you on the team when his dad ran? Was it his dad that ran Gretzky? Or was that no, his, it was uncle? his uncle? That's Gary Suter. Yeah, I was I was on the team. That, that was, was that was in right? that that was in, in Hamilton. Is in Hamilton. He ran, just took took him out, and I was on the bench going, "Uh oh, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna be a problem." What happened after that? Because he ran it. It was beside the net. And he wasn't also it? he ran him. and he and he also he also took out Paul Korea in a big way. So he took out Paul Korea and Gretz. Gary Suter did in the same and tournament. Just, and he and he didn't even no no in different different tournaments. But um, and he didn't care. He just didn't care. That was in the '91 Canada Cup that he did that, and it was wow. it was, it was awesome. Gretz and Gary and Gary, Gary didn't. Just, everybody's like Gary. What's wrong with you? You crazy? He goes, what? <laughs> Wasn't he playing for Calgary at the time or Chicago? Where was he playing at the time? Um, no, he was in Calgary, and right before he came to Chicago, that was right before he came to Chicago. He was one of the most hated men in Canada. I remember his face was plastered all over every newspaper after yeah. that happened. Yeah, yeah. I remember we talked about it in the locker room after the game. Everybody's like, Gary, you're crazy. He's like, why? What happened? What's the matter? It's just Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> He's, not He's not untouchable. I was Were like, there oh any guys God. from the Kings on your team? Because if I'm not mistaken, yeah, 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 Tony Granato, Tony Granato. But you know, I, I can't, I can't predict who's going to win. I, I got to say, I got to say Dallas. I got to say Florida. And boy, what a, what a, what an absolute 
um, a ten, um, viewer nightmare for the league for a final. Unbelievable. If that happens. Best scenario. Like, best what, do you, scenario. like what do you think? What do you think Gary Bettman is thinking right now? You have a conference final. Teams, the likes of the Boston Bruins and the Rangers and the Toronto Maple Leafs are out, and you have Florida and Carolina. Yeah, Yeah, but you know what he's going to say? He's going to say, I'm brilliant. I'm brilliant because look what I did. I put teams in places that are not not hockey-oriented, like Florida. That's, That's not a traditional hockey market. Carolina, which is not a traditional hockey market. Dallas, which is not a traditional hockey market. And I'm the first first commissioner to ever put a professional team in Vegas where everybody said you couldn't a professional team couldn't survive and all of them are in the conference final. That's what he's gonna say. He's frozen, bud. Is he frozen? Yeah, fuck he's been frozen for fucking fifteen seconds. What a great way to end. Yeah, that's perfect. That's why I'm like, fuck, he's frozen. Like, let's go. Perfect. We're out. That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, After the Whistle, and at Craig Reve 52 at the Instigator76. And you can find us, as you already know, on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.